Hello, Choose Love friends. We're back for another Choose Love podcast, focusing on what we all have in common as human beings, the want and need to love and be loved. We all want to feel like we belong, to be accepted, to be seen and heard. Choose Love teaches essential life skills that we can all learn to help us lead meaningful and productive lives that are connected, resilient, and enable us to have a lot of fun. Today is a very special day. We have Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt joining us. Katherine is an author and eldest child of actor and politician Arnold Schwarzenegger and broadcast journalist Maria Shriver. I grew up watching your dad's movies, Katherine, and am a big fan. I've had the honor of actually visiting with your mom in her studio too in Los Angeles and being on her Architects of Change show as well. Catherine has already published several books, including a children's book and her latest, The Gift of Forgiveness, inspiring stories from those who have overcome the unforgivable, was an instant New York Times bestseller. My story is one of the chapters, along with many others who share their personal stories of how they overcame adversity through forgiveness. I have to say that I saw myself in all of them and learned so much, even more. I know a lot about forgiveness because I've lived through it, but I've learned even more about forgiveness. Your book is a gift and you are a gift to us today, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. That's such a sweet and nice introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, forgiveness isn't something that we talk a lot about in our society. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I remember when Jesse was murdered, I was 44 years old and I thought I knew about forgiveness, but in reality, I didn't. We don't teach it, except of course in Choose Love for Schools. (laughs) So why did you choose to write a book about forgiveness? Well, I really chose to do it because I felt like we really didn't have, as you're saying, any sort of education or conversation around forgiveness, yet it's something that every single person is going to come face to face with or has come face to face with at some point in their lives. And it still is not, you know, something that we're really talking very openly about. Um, So I personally found myself really struggling with what forgiveness meant to me and the role that forgiveness played in my life and figuring out, you know, in my 20s, what it meant to me, how I practiced it, why I was struggling with it, and how that differed from, you know, when you first learn about forgiveness when you're really young and on the playground and what that means. And um, just taking time to take note of what it means to you as you get older and as you're at a certain place in your life where you find yourself struggling with it. And I was lucky enough to be able to interview you and 21 other people for my book and really have just been able to get so much insight and words of wisdom about the forgiveness process and the forgiveness journey and just being able to hear people's stories really helped me in my own journey but also showed me how complicated the topic of forgiveness is because we all have such different relationships with forgiveness and our struggle with it our experiences with it and being able to have that in a book where people can read other people's journeys and see themselves in other people's journeys, be inspired to welcome forgiveness into their lives. And also hopefully just feel more comfortable opening up the conversation with family members or friends 
around forgiveness because it's not one of those topics that is just for women or just for men or just for you know people in their 20s or their 30s. It really affects you throughout your entire life and it's for all genders, all walks of life, all backgrounds, all ages. And so I wanted to put it in book format to really be able to have a good variety of stories that everyone could relate to, but also just have some sort of a guide and a conversation starter around the topic of forgiveness. I think it's really important to teach forgiveness in the story form like you're doing, because I think it takes when you have empathy and you have an open heart, then you have an open mind and you can identify with each of the people that you interviewed. And you really, it's incredible. You really do see pieces of yourself and parts of your journey in each of those stories. And I think that's more of a powerful way of teaching than maybe even just, you know, flat out teaching what forgiveness is, you know, it's, it was, it was so powerful for me to go through each of the stories from such different perspectives and see the differences in how people used forgiveness to get through. Like I, I was making a few notes for today, Mark Kelly, who is mm -hmm. the husband of Gabby Gifford, who was shot during one of her political events. Right. He was saying that he just kind of moved on, that he really didn't consider forgiveness that much because he mm -hmm. just understood the importance of being in the present moment. And he had actually felt compassion for the shooter. Right. Yeah. I think it's really interesting how every single person in this book and just in general has such a different way of practicing forgiveness, dealing with forgiveness. Um, you know, some people realize that it's something that they need to practice right away in order to move on. Other people don't even need to address it and go to an immediate place of compassion. Other people, you know, struggle with it for a very long time and hold on to anger and resentment and sadness and betrayal. And uh, some people get to it after 30 years. Other people still struggle with it every single day. So I think it just shows you the difference between, you know, Mark Kelly's story, for example, and you look at someone like Chris Williams' story, who he lost his, his wife and his two children in a car accident, and you just see how different the role of forgiveness has played in both of their lives. And it, it also, I think, gives people my hope with that and, and sharing such different experiences with forgiveness is really to allow people to understand when they're reading it that there is no right or wrong way to practice forgiveness. There's only your way to practice it. And I think that that's a really exciting and encouraging thing to be able to hear about forgiveness, but also a really scary and daunting way to view it because there's nothing that says, here are the three ways that you practice it and you're going to become an expert at it. And this is all you have to do. It's really so dependent on everyone's situation and, you know, who they are, how they, how they live, how they process things and how they deal with things. So it's, you know, you can really look at it as, as being actually an exciting way to deal with forgiveness is that it's really up to you how you choose to handle it, manage it and practice it. And I think even just the title, the gift of forgiveness, I think most people believe that the gift in forgiveness is for the other person. And then they think, well, they hurt me. They don't deserve forgiveness. I, you know, in some instances, they didn't even say they're sorry. But 
When you're saying the gift of forgiveness, you're really talking about the gift to the forgiver. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing for me and the reason that I called the book the gift of forgiveness is because before embarking on my journey to write this book and and having my struggles with forgiveness, I had moments when I was in high school and early college where I would view forgiveness as something that you know was a weakness. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had moments as I got older of viewing forgiveness as, you know, this thing that I would be giving to a person who caused me pain or hurt. Mm-hmm. And why would I want to give that person a gift? And why would I want to give them the gift of forgiveness after they've, you know, caused me pain or trauma or, you know, sadness? Why would I want to do that? And when I started my interview process and I was able to, you know, talk to you and to talk to so many other people, I was really inspired by this mentality that so many of you talked about, which was forgiveness being a gift that you give yourself and it really not having anything to do with the person who caused you pain or caused you sadness or caused you trauma. It really is about you freeing yourself from that anger and living in a place of sadness and wanting to move on from that. And I think, you know, whatever the situation is, there's the ability to do that and get into that mindset. And so really for me being able to change my mentality and my understanding of what forgiveness was as a student of forgiveness and say, okay, so forgiveness is actually a gift that you give yourself and it doesn't have anything to do with the person who caused you pain. It's actually you giving yourself a gift of freedom. And I learned that from talking, you know, to you and talking to the people in my book because It was this big moment for me where I was really able to shift my understanding of forgiveness and my lookout on forgiveness and say to myself, okay, it's not about me giving another person anything except me giving myself this gift of freedom from that person or from an incident. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean when I talk about the gift of forgiveness. And I think there are plenty of stories in this book where you see that forgiveness is not only a gift that a person is giving themselves, but you can see the ripple effect that forgiveness has on whether it's family members or close friends or a huge community of people or the world. Like you see this beautiful ripple effect of people choosing to practice forgiveness and whether it's in a relationship or in a family or, you know, like you choosing to practice forgiveness and starting a whole movement in honor of your son. I think you see that when people are able to forgive that there is this kind of amazing ripple effect that forgiveness causes and and I also have been able to talk to a lot of people who have had people come back to them later in life and then ask for forgiveness after they've already been able to practice forgiveness with themselves and that's also a beautiful kind of icing on the cake in in everyone's forgiveness journey so the book really shows you a wide variety of different journeys and experiences, but also being able to understand that it's a gift that you give yourself. And it's also a gift that when you give it to yourself, has such a beautiful effect on those around you. I love that you call forgiveness, your freedom in forgiveness. And I say my updated definition of forgiveness is literally taking my personal power back. That's how I introduce forgiveness to my audiences. And it's so interesting, Catherine. So when I started this whole journey and Jesse's chalkboard message of nurturing, healing, love that translates into this formula for choosing love. And so nurturing means gratitude. Healing literally means forgiveness, which is amazing. And love is compassion and action. So I was kind of telling different people, educators, 
psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, all these people that were helping with the program that I wanted to teach forgiveness. And almost everyone said, that is too lofty a topic to teach kids. I don't think they're going to understand it. And so we went ahead and did it because I realized how important it was in my life and how I didn't understand it and what, as you say, freedom it gave me. And then what we found, which still blows my mind every time, when kids are asked what their favorite character value is. Now it goes from courage, gratitude, forgiveness, or compassion action. We have four pillars. And when they're asked, regardless of what age, what their favorite character value is, they say forgiveness nine times out of 10. And it's like, you would never think that that would be their favorite character value that they're learning about. And when you ask them why, they say, because it's like, and I'm quoting them, I'm using air quotes, like a superpower, and it feels so good to let it go. It's amazing. Wow, right? So amazing. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. Can you imagine a generation growing up and understanding forgiveness and, as you say, the ripple effect and what that could do for our world? I mean, it's incredible. I think it really is such amazing work that you guys are doing with your organization because it's really not only giving children the language and the tools to understand the variety of different emotions and experiences that they're going to have as children and as they get older, And to have those tools is such a gift to be able to be giving them, but also forgiveness, especially, and also understanding that what forgiveness means to you at age eight is going to be different than what it means to you at 17 and then at 25 and as you get older and that's okay. And it's all about being aware of those changes and being aware and open to the dialogue around forgiveness and around, okay, what it means to me at eight is a lot more simple than what it means to me at 30. And what does it now mean to me at 30? And so I think that these workshops that you guys are doing and just the language around that and the dialogue around that and giving kids the tools to be able to articulate that is such a huge gift to be able to give to every single child. And I'm thrilled that you didn't listen to people who said that it was too lofty of a topic (laughs) to teach to young children because it's that's a topic that's come up a lot really when talking about this book is, you know, how do you teach children about forgiveness? How do you teach them the difference between I'm sorry and I apologize? Mm -hmm. And how do you kind of open up that conversation at a really young age with children to make them feel comfortable about, you know, their own forgiveness journey and also just the conversation around forgiveness? And so I think that it's such incredible work that you're doing and also such a huge gift that you're giving to so many children to be able to have that. Totally. And you are expecting your first child. Yes. And yeah, uh, yeah, so, so congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, I'm sure that you do know Harvard University did the longest ever study on human life. They're still doing it. But when they were about 75 years into the study, they found the secret to happiness. And of course, we all as human beings share in the want and need to love and be loved. We all feel pain and suffer. So therefore we'll have a need for forgiveness in our life. Yet we all just want to be happy. And they found that the secret to happiness was healthy relationships and meaningful connections. And really there's so much research on forgiveness. There are decades of research on the benefits of forgiveness to us as human beings, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And one of the top benefits is healthier relationships 
healthier relationships per Harvard University are the key to happiness. And you're also newly married. Yes, I am. To Chris Pratt. So much going on in your life. It's so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so how do you think that forgiveness and your knowledge of forgiveness is going to help you in your relationship with your child growing up, with your existing family and friends? Well, I think just for anyone being able to have more comfort around talking about forgiveness and just having an open conversation around it and feeling comfortable enough to understand, you know, that forgiveness might change for you and the definition of how you might understand it or might practice it at, you know, today might be different than how you understand it and practice it in five years from now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big part of it. And then I think also just being able to draw inspiration from the stories that like yours that are in my book to be able to help pull people through challenging times as they move forward. When I talk about my book and when people talk to me about forgiveness, they're like, oh, wow, you know, you did this book on forgiveness and you worked on it for two and a half years and you interviewed all these people. You must be an expert on forgiveness. And I always like to remind people that I am by no means an expert at all. <laughs> um, I, I know that moving forward in my future that I will 100% have moments where I struggle with forgiveness. So I don't think that, you know, just because I did this book that I'm, you know, all of a sudden just never going to be able to have moments where I'm struggling with forgiveness. I, I know that I will struggle with forgiveness. I, I consider myself to be a student of forgiveness. So I am still learning about it. I have been blessed to be able to practice it in my life 100%. But I also know that I'm 30 years old and I will for sure have moments in my future where I will come face to face with moments where I'll struggle with forgiveness and I'll be able to draw inspiration from the stories in this book and also just my learnings and my understandings and conversations like this one that we're having to be able to put things into perspective and to understand that it's a journey and it's a process and to be gentle with yourself in that time. So that's kind of how I, I view my overall understanding, whether it's in my marriage or my family or my friendships. And I think when it comes to children, I talked about this in my book with Cora Jakes Coleman, because she talked a lot about how she's teaching her two young children about forgiveness and just opening up that dialogue at a really young age and just really teaching children the difference between I'm sorry and I apologize at a young age, because I think, you know, we especially children and also just as adults, we say, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, so easily and so quickly with really no weight or meaning to it. And I think the more that we can teach children what that really means and have open conversations around being held accountable for your actions, how you hurt someone. And I talk to her a lot about that. And I've also talked to a lot of other parents since the book has come out just in different conversations and in podcasts and interviews just about you know how parents talk to their children about that now and so I hope to learn a lot about that and then you know also I have an incredible mother so I plan on fully <laughs> tapping into all of my mom's advice when it comes to everything but especially about teaching children about forgiveness and having open dialogue and communication around it because I think it is a it's such an important topic for sure. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you made a really good point because forgiveness is not easy. You know, I think people see me and when they hear that I've forgiven the murderer of my six-year-old son, they kind of equivocate that to sainthood or something, which is kind of funny because 
I still struggle with forgiveness too. And not necessarily Adam Lanza because I see him, the Sandy Hook school shooter, as a victim as well. Because kids are, are born gravitating towards love and they have to learn to hate. And they learn to hate by experiencing tremendous pain and neglect and abuse and bullying. And I know after having studied his life a little bit that that was really the course that he took and he did not understand forgiveness. And so that anger grew into rage that grew into trying to off put that pain onto as many other people as he could. And we know that that doesn't work. So I never struggled with forgiveness with him but I still struggle with forgiveness in my life with certain family members and for pain that continues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I talk about that, forgiveness starts with a choice, then it becomes a process. I mean, I know this and, and I do practice it every day. And I think it's important to remember that it is a practice and it does take effort and it's totally worth it. But I wonder if you think about forgiveness in the context of what is going on in our society at the moment. So the racial injustice, the systemic racism, this is a loaded question, I know, but I've been thinking a lot about it because I haven't heard anyone talking about forgiveness in this context. And what are your thoughts about how forgiveness could help us come to more of an understanding and a place where we could move forward together unified? Yeah, I mean, I think that is a very loaded question that I definitely want to meditate on and think about a lot and also talk and hear from other people because there is a huge amount of, and rightfully so, a huge amount of anger and a lot of frustration, I think, with everyone in America and also just in the world, really. But when it comes to racism and unfair treatment, it's a really important time in our world right now to listen and to hear from people and to to try to get a better understanding of what people are going through. And I think it's been an incredible learning experience for, I think, so many people and to just be able to support one another and figure out how we can all be better and do better and offer more support and be helpful voices for people that we know who are really struggling. I think in the beginning of this time, I go back to when quarantine first started and just how much has gone on in the past couple months is really, truly incredible. And we went from, you know, being locked inside and dealing with that and being very confused about the overall leadership of our country and what we are being told Mm -hmm. what this virus is, how to Mm -hmm. handle it, how to manage it. And then going into the Black Lives Matter movements and Mm -hmm. and the protests that have been going on across the country. I think it's just a really interesting time to listen and to to learn and to Mm -hmm. also be active with helping uh, in any way that any of us can. I think that forgiveness will be a big part of it, of course, in order for us all to come back together and Mm -hmm. to heal as a country and to work together because that's when 
America does its best work is when we're all working together and looking mm-hmm. out for one another. And I think that's been really lost. And I think the need to change that is very clear. And so I think forgiveness will be part of that journey. I don't know when that will happen. And I, I don't know necessarily how that will happen. You know, it's all very new and fresh, but I'm interested to see how that unfolds and how that happens. Me too, because, you know, I've been meditating on it and thinking about it and praying about it. And I think about forgiveness. And usually when we talk about forgiveness, it's about forgiving an act that has happened, right? So I forgive you for hurting my feelings or something. But when you when you talk about forgiveness with systemic racism, it's something that continues to happen. And so mm-hmm. how do you forgive? something that is ongoing. I mean, I don't have the answer to that, but I think it's the start maybe of a conversation that's really, really important to have. How do you forgive someone who does something that hurts you that isn't even aware of it? Uh, I, I, I don't know the answer to that either, but I think that it's a conversation that we need to start having. It's interesting in Greek, forgiveness means letting it go. And I don't know how that fits in because there's something that needs to be fixed and addressed. I'm just putting that out there because it's kind of interesting. And if you have other conversations about this and you learn something, I would really appreciate if you would let me know because this will just be an ongoing conversation. Yeah, it is, of course, an ongoing conversation because this is unfortunately an ongoing issue of racism that we're dealing with in 2020. And so I think that it's a topic that we're going to need to talk more about. And it's one that I would love to listen to and to learn more about for sure. Absolutely. I think it's just really important. You made a great point that we also need to remember that forgiveness is for ourselves as well. And, you know, interestingly enough, even when you're forgiving someone else for something that they did to hurt you, there's also some elements of self-forgiveness in that too at times. But I think it's just ultimately really something that everyone should have an awareness of as a powerful life-transforming and life-changing tool in your life skills tool belt that if you choose to use it, that you can. And I totally agree honoring everyone's journey and even honoring everything, all of your emotions that you feel. They're all acceptable. They're all, you know, whatever we feel is fine. Uh, That's our journey. And maybe even especially anger, because anger can be a powerful motivator to help us move into necessary change. And I think that was a really awesome, awesome point that you made. But I just want everybody to know that they have this in their tool belt as a skill that if they want to use it, that they can, because it is such a powerful healing method. I mean, literally healing and Jesse's nurturing, healing, love, healing means forgiveness, which is so beautiful. And when I started looking at all the research behind forgiveness, including obviously we talked about improved relationships, but 
getting better sleep, reducing physical and emotional pain, anxiety, depression, stress. It's a powerful anger reducer too. And sometimes I think we become a victim to our, our consequence, our story, our anger. And for some, for me, this was the only skill and tool that I could use to take my personal power back. And I think that your book is such a gift because it talks about so many stories of people that have used this, I call it an essential life skill to not only build their own resilience, but to overcome these horrific tragedies and even, even grow through them just really, really incredible. The gift that you've given us, Catherine, through this book and being on this podcast. Are there any final words that you want to share with our audience? Uh, well, my name is on this book and I, you know, wrote your guys' sections and wrote the book and interviewed all of you. It's really a gift that everyone, including yourself, who's a part of this book has given to other people. So I'm always super grateful for every single person who took the time to allow me to interview them and to include their stories and their journeys and their experiences with forgiveness because I think it's really opening up such a wonderful conversation around a much needed and challenging topic and uh, I'm very grateful for that so thank you for for being a part of it. Thanks Catherine thank you for choosing love and I can think of the ways that you've actually by writing this book gone through our formula for choosing love it took a tremendous amount of courage to actually go into the topic of forgiveness, which isn't a real popular topic, but you're helping with understanding with that, partially yeah. because it's so difficult, right? Uh, and then having the gratitude for you and your work and so many others who have said so many amazing things about your book and obviously forgiveness itself, but then the compassion in action actually that everyone you're right. All of the people that you've included in this book have practiced by stepping outside of their own lives, their own stories, their own busyness, everyone's busy, their own pain and suffering to share their story for others so that others can learn from them and grow. That is truly choosing love. And that is what we're all about. And thank you, Catherine, for choosing love. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Choose Love audience, for listening, for choosing love, and we'll see you next time. Hey, hey, oh. It's all part of us. We can all choose love. It'll lift you up if you let